from Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a conversation with composers who write music for video games. I'm Emily Reese. In March, I went to the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. I went to a panel discussion called Women in Game Audio, organized by composer Penka Kuniva. I sat down with Penka after the panel to talk about what the panelists said and to get caught up on what she's been writing lately. All the music you're going to hear in this episode is from Penka's work in the media. And you'll also hear some of her newest music. Last year, I had this tremendous honor of being invited on the advisory board for GDC for the audio track. And uh, my responsibilities are to curate content that will be of great interest to the attendees uh, for the audio track. And one of my first thoughts was I would love to put together a panel featuring the work of women composers and sound designers for games because in the last couple of years there has been this momentum of women working on top titles and I think it's a it's a rising tide and it was very important for me to acknowledge that and just put together a panel it was fantastic I'm proud of it and our intention is to actually make it like an annual or bi-annual event where we put together and feature different women in sound design in composing even in conducting there's so many of us now working on top titles and this is and it's important to have visibility it's important to kind of check in see how we're doing and um yeah i'm proud of it really proud tell me about the people who were on the panel how did you choose who was on the panel um, for the last year or so, I worked closely with Laura Carpman on various initiatives featuring the work of women composers. She started, she and other people started something called the Alliance of Women Film Composers, and uh, I'm pretty involved with it in a sense of suggesting ideas or brainstorming. And this was our idea. We bounced, we brainstormed this. I just basically th- told her, "This is my, this is our chance to put together this f- for the first time for GDC ever. Let's do it." to make it like a half career talk, half women's issues talk. And um, this is why we invited Paul Lipson, the senior audio director at uh, Microsoft. And also we invited Benedict Umet. She's the senior music supervisor at Ubisoft Montreal because we wanted to give this precious chance to women composers to hear it from the horse's mouth. How are composers being considered shortlisted and ultimately hired for these top jobs because I think it was really important for our audience to actually hear it from the decision makers. So Laura Carpman, me, and then we thought, well, we should probably invite sound designers because it's a, an incredible field with women also working on top titles. And um, so we invited um, sound designer and Belinda. I've known Belinda for a while. She's the president of Women in Games International. And I thought she can offer a perspective of what career strategies have worked for women in other creative fields, such as art or programming. And that's why I wanted to have her on the panel. So that's how it came together, just uh, to be a resource to women composers and um, to inspire them and 
to show role models because it's really important to have role models out there. Um, and I think one of the biggest reasons why there are so few women composers is because historically it's been such a closed vocation for women. And uh, it's just really hard to be in a vocation where you have no or practically no role models. moments that really stuck out in my mind. There were several moments that were notable from the panel, but there were two that really stuck out in my mind. And one was when Paul Lipson talked for the first time and he said, people were making jokes to me about why I was on this panel. And then he said, which is exactly why I'm on this panel. And that I found really profound and interesting that, you know, you had a man on the panel of women in games and people, you know, might have been teasing him or making jokes about, you know, but you're a dude, whatever. Uh, but that's not the point, is it? It was fascinating to me. It was like a revelation that Paul spoke how the culture at Microsoft is incredibly inclusive and encouraging of women. And this is a really encouraging, really inspiring, inspiring thing to hear coming from his from his perspective. Again, it's a it's a it's a hope. It gives us hope that we just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and find that environment, find these environments where women are encouraged and allowed to thrive. And um, no, we wanted Paul for sure because he's the decision maker and he's the one, and he also has a history of hiring women um, at the, on, on top jobs in various capacities. And I thought his perspective would be invaluable. So this was a very intentional cho- choice, and we're so happy he said yes. thing that really struck me was when Belinda posed a question to Laura Cartman and she said, do you think, in some words or others, she said, do you think that men and women write differently? And Laura just said, I don't know, which I mean is a great answer. How would we ever know that? This is what I think. Um, Women are trained in this canon created by centuries of male composers. So by definition, we learn to compose in that canon. We will learn the tradition, we learn the techniques, the counterpoint, the harmony. So the women who are right now active and on the rise definitely can write very masculine music and also very sensitive music. And there's no question about this because we were trained in that big grand tradition of orchestral music or action music and big grand narratives and storytelling. So to me, the answer is Yes, women composers can write the most muscular music and can also write very sensitive music. And then what everybody spoke is the most important thing for a composer is to find their true voice, their authentic voice. Whether it's more sensitive music or more masculine music, that's just a personal choice that comes from a very deep place of authenticity. 
And the entire journey of an artist and young artists have to strive for that is to find who they are. Find who they are first as a human being, then as an artist, and finally as a musician, composer. It's a growth process that takes a long time. It's not something you kind of figure out overnight. And every panelist just kept emphasizing, you know, find your style, find your voice, find your true sense of true sense of identity, who you are. And uh, and Benedict said the same thing. You know, I have this flowchart with composers' names, and each person is categorized by what is their style, what is their personal like persona, musical persona. And I think this is also a powerful takeaway for the for the people. Women can compose both very strong music and very sensitive music. And Laura, Just like men can. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And Laura wanted to have this brief example with her music. And she wanted to play the music before we even posed the question because she wanted people to have fresh ears and not be biased. Yeah, so we had the opportunity to hear two examples from both of you. You know, a more epic, kind of bombastic, maybe battle-type music compared to more, you know, intimate, um, personal, perhaps cutscene kind of music. And the message we wanted to send out is that women can compose in the whole spectrum of genres, and they should not be ostracized. Oh, you know, women, you can't write action music. At this point in time, that's just a midpoint, because women can compose with tremendous amount of conviction in any style. about you personally what are you working on right now you had a very successful kickstarter and i'd like to ask you about that i've had an amazing year and i'm really really grateful so um last year i decided to compose a second orchestral album again to grow as an artist and to have this new portfolio to submit for bigger and better jobs it's called the woman astronaut it will be released on a major soundtrack label very soon and um to finance the recording session of it, I had a very successful Kickstarter and it was an amazing experience, one of the most profound experiences in my life ever because my entire Hollywood community and all these people I've trained and mentored and gave jobs to now came back and reciprocated and that, that was pretty profound. Plus all my friends and a lot of people whom I didn't know and they kind of became friends, supported me. So the Kickstarter was a huge success. Um, so the album is called The Woman Astronaut and um, how I came up with this title. I researched women astronauts, I, I researched astronauts and um, I just stumbled upon the fact that 11% of all astronauts 
all human beings who have ever been in space have been women. And I realize this is a highly political field, you know, it's always about the Cold War and technology, but that, that's the fact. 11% of women have been in space. And uh, if you look at the vocation of composing, and particularly media composing, which is film, games, TV composing, the numbers are just like 2% of the top movies are being scored by women composers. There's so few of us. And then you have to ask why. It's year 2015. I think it's a question worth asking and kind of wor worth considering. instantly decided that my second big, bold gesture of artistic self-determination is going to be titled The Woman Astronaut, just to pose that question and make people aware and get them to think. And um, I'm really excited about it. It's like this modern, innovative, hybrid orchestral electronica style. I'm super proud of it. It's going to be coming out very soon, early spring. What do you uh, personally prefer? Do you love orchestration or do you prefer to write or do you just, does it kind of depend on the day? You know, I'm truly passionate about the orchestra. I know I will orchestrate for top clients always and I have my favorites because, um, I don't know, my mother started dragging me to orchestral concerts when I was a child and I have this big passion for the orchestra and... Um, and admiration for the composers who write these amazing game scores. And I, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about the game audio and the industry is because I feel the orchestra is made relevant through all the orchestral scores for video games and through all the concerts. And uh, to me, this is huge. That's my passion of my childhood. To see it, you know, come alive in game scores is profound experience. So yes, I will continue to orchestrate on top clients and top jobs for sure because I just get such a kick out of working. But uh, also I definitely am focusing more on my own artistry and my own composing, building relationships, cultivating these relationships and um, hopefully getting bigger jobs as a composer myself. say is my heart is in games I feel that, like yes I, I wanted to know more that I'm so glad you said that because you've done several other kinds of media projects so what is it about video games that draws you to that medium my high school friends were computer scientists my college friends were architects I it just kind of dawned on me last year that I have finally found my tribe and I say this with the sense of profound statement like I have found where I really belong and in life as you know there is no greater feeling than finding your community building your community I feel such love and support and I feel embraced by the game community and I have mentors I have so many friends so many people just showing with this genuine desire to see me succeed
very deep experience of feeling like I have finally found a niche where I belong. And uh, my talent is a really good fit, you know, with the classical training and modern Hollywood scoring and kind of writing very thematic music, also being very versatile in both orchestral thinking and electronic thinking. I feel this is my niche. I love it. I feel energized, inspired, challenged, and uh, it's just a happy journey. I feel really happy and fulfilled creatively in the video game business. Thank you for listening to Top Score from Infinite Guest. You can learn more about composer Penka Kuniva and see a full playlist from this episode at infiniteguest.org. Top Score's production assistants are Pierce Huxtable and Mark Hintz mixes each episode. Top Score is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. Follow Top Score on Twitter and Facebook at Top Score Podcast. That's Top Score. I'm Emily Reese. <laughs>